like never. There you go. <laughs> I don't want it to lock unless I tell it to lock. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. When you have your phone and your technology and you want it to remember uh, what you do and who you are and where you live um, and that you're trying yes. to read something actively because you're hosting an online YouTube show slash podcast, they want you yeah. to know things and they, do. they want you to remember um, what you're <coughs> still flummy. Welcome everyone to Excitement Incorporated. I'm Daniel. I'm Rich. We used to be the Nerd Archive, but now we're definitely super officially Excitement Incorporated. Woohoo! Yep, that's legally. This is yeah, yeah, legally. legally. And we just want everyone to know that this is where the excitement happens. Um, we're so into it that we've incorporated ourselves into the excitement. It's about the hype. We're very excited. And it's a nice wide umbrella term that kind of encapsulates video games, movies, all pop culture uh, that we're going to be talking about yeah. in the show forever and yeah. always. When we get just stupid amped for stuff. <laughs> like a Tron sequel. Yeah, like a Tron sequel. Or the MCU. Which will never happen, but I mean, a sequel, it's a problem. Hey, it's it took 20 years for the first one. I forgot that that coffee was just fresh poured. (laughs) (laughs) It's quite, quite toasty. We never thought Tron Evolution would happen, but here we are, and we got it. Exactly. What was it called? Was it called Tron Tron Legacy? Tron Legacy. Tron Evolution was the video game, and I believe the show on Disney XD. I think that's what that was called. You wouldn't know just about that. I loved that (laughs) show, dude. That show was so awesome. The voice, the um. Bruce Boxleitner came mm-hmm, back to voice mm-hmm, Tron, mm-hmm. and his protege, which I can't remember the character's name now, was voiced by Elijah Wood. Mm-hmm. Super awesome. That I sounds pretty awesome. Anything I dug with it Elijah so Wood hard. is always super exciting. I dug it so place. hard. That that right. show was great. Everything uh, about it. Hands, hands down, best Tron video game of all time, though, Kingdom Hearts 2. Hands down. Absolutely. And that's because I don't know, uh, I haven't played Kingdom Hearts 2.8 or Dream Drop Distance yet. Um, I'm getting there, though. I'm yeah. on the last campaign of, of, of Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep nice. on the 2.5 Super Collection. Nice. And as soon as I beat it with her, I will have beaten all of them, and I can move on to 2.8, which has Dream Drop Distance, which has, like, Hunchback of Notre Dame in it. It has uh, Tron Legacy in it. Oh, nice. So you go back to Tron, and you do the whole thing cool. um, from the Tron movies there. And I'm really excited <sighs> to do that on Twitch. Dot TV, where we now have a channel called Excitement Incorporated. Ooh. I haven't started streaming there yet, but it's there. So if you guys want to go on and give it a follow, um, you know, follow our channel. We will be doing things there. It's just a work in progress. You can do that. That'd be um, cool. But we just want to be everywhere all the time, and that's where you're yes. going to find us. But that's only live, and that's kind of close to real life, but it's not real life. But what if I told you there was an opportunity to meet us in real life? Yes. You're not coming to the Den of Bricks. No, you're not coming. No, no one's allowed. Unless Unless you get like a strict invitation. invitation. You need need to be either Taylor Summers. You uh, have to be brought in uh, by one of the two of us. Friend I know from real life or Steve Schaefer. That's the only way you get into this room. Okay. So that being said. We're going to be at the Indie Game Expo. Yeah, I mean, eventually. We're going to be at the Indie Game Expo, folks. Yes. Of Denver, Colorado. That's going to be December 15th. December 15th. It starts at noon, and it's going to be at Dry Dock Brewing in Colorado. You can just Google that location. I don't know the address off the top of my head. But we're going to be there at noon. We're going to do a live show. There's going to be indie games to play. There's going to be indie developers testing out their things. There's going to be a Smash Bros. tournament. Yes. Um, as well, because Smash Bros. came out yesterday. It did. There are so many characters. <laughs> <laughs> there are. I was Yesterday was my first day off in two months. Just completely off, no working. Wow. Either jobs. 
And I tell you what, I made such an imprint on my couch playing Smash Bros that it missed me when I got up to go get food. (laughs) (laughs) That's how hard I went. No, not really, because I got things done for the show and all the rebranding stuff I started working on. But um, I started that. I brought it with me. We're going to play after this. Neat. So eventually we'll see whether or not it's a thing that Rich can do. This will be the third time in my lifetime that I've played a Smash Bros game. (laughs) Third. Third. Probably last. (laughs) Because <laughs> it's a fucking game you don't play. I might I mean, actually, I, I might actually buy it because um, it looks so tight. It's like it is definitely an evergreen title. Yeah. For that reason, this one, and it's got the World of Light campaign mode, which I personally don't like, but it's for people like you who aren't going to get online and like want to fight people that play this game night and day. Right. You know what I mean? So right. there's things to gain from you know. And I did play a little bit of it, and it was really cool. Um, because I was going through in the spirits mode. Um, yeah. which is called it's basically one in the same spirits in World of Light. Um, because you go like across the map from like point to point, and you're finding um new characters to fight, but you also get these spirits. In the last games, they had trophies where that's what you just collect a trophy and you could go in and read a little bio about the character and um, you could rotate it and look at the art and it would be sitting on a podium, just like collectibles kind of right. thing. They basically turn those uh, uh, 3D statues into JPEGs and okay. they now give you attributes. So, for instance, uh, when I fought Sheik um, and earned the character Sheik in World of Light, I got a guardian from Legend of Zelda spirit, a oh, JPEG of the Guardian, that actually fine. was a defense spirit. So it boosts your defense. Okay. When you're playing with spirits, if you want to play with spirits. You can turn on spirits for like Smash Mode and stuff. Yeah. It's over convoluted. It's not needed. But it gives people like you World of Light. <laughs> That's yes. all I really care about. Um Metal Sonic was there. Um the nice. Robot Sonic from Sonic C D. So they they incorporate all kinds of characters and then the way they actually also make it so you can Get as close as you can to playing with these characters. There's a game called uh, Mario. Is it Mario and Rabbids? That's like yeah. there's a yeah. Um, that's on Switch, which is like Ubisoft meets Mario, and they meet these rabbits who take on the personalities of the characters. And there was a Mario Rabbit, okay, um, spirit that you had to gain by beating it. And so you go into the match, and it's Mario with the rabbit. Um, ears on that nice. make him run around faster and jump around and said character also has a gigantic cannon so they gave him a cannon to shoot too oh, nice. and you have to defeat him okay. to get that spirit All right, it's cleverly incorporated I will say cool. not for everyone but cleverly incorporated I'll probably go back to it once I have all the characters just for the sake of like doing everything seeing if there's any cutscenes to do I hear you can play as Master Hand All right, eventually Nice. So might be worth. Might be worth. Maybe. Now, I just, um, I, I, sorry, I just wanted to get the show running on okay. its feet. I Fair just enough. kept going because people are, oh, people are right in here and be like, what's Smash? What's going on? We are talking about Avengers Endgame at the end of this episode, and we'll warn you yes. when we do, um, because you'll have an opportune chance to leave if you haven't watched Infinity War yet. But you know, it's okay if you haven't watched Infi- Infinity War. There are some people who don't like puppies, or sex, or chocolate. <laughs> and Infinity War. So if you haven't, turn this off. Go watch Infinity War. Just kidding. Marvel yeah. movies aren't for everyone. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. There's it's it's surprising how many people I work with that are really into the Marvel universe and Marvel movies and all that and talk to me about it. Mm-hmm. It's also surprising how many aren't. Yes, that too. You would think that these are just like, you know, totally popular movies for everyone to watch and everyone yeah. to enjoy, but it's like I'll go out on the floor at work and they're like, hey, there you are. There's like, you know, like seven guys that are just like, that was awesome. And we're yep. just going over yep. every detail. Yep. And then I go in the office and they're like, 
Broncos, man. No. <laughs> Is that a sports reference? Yeah, it's a, <laughs> yeah, it's a sports ball. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I saw they, yeah, they um, go and, local and team. I think they got a home run in the third period, and yeah. and, and then they were like touchdown. Yeah, Yay. they got a home run and against the goalie through the end zone. Mm-hmm, exactly, and uh, I don't know. I'm just kind of like, wow, did you see? Did you see Elway rebound mm-hmm. so hard nice. that he didn't? That's how much sports we get into here, folks. Pretty All much. Right. If we haven't set that. If we haven't set that yeah. <laughs> expectation already on episode, what are we on now? Like 24, 25? I don't Something know which like episode that. we're on. What episode we're somewhere up there. I think we want to say 26. Um, perhaps. For, we just recorded 26 for WDMR. Uh, that's when Daniel met Rich, our other uh, show, you guys can find on YouTube and uh, podcast services everywhere. Go do that. I'm looking to see right now. This oh, is 22. episode 22, that, 22 right yeah. that we are speaking on. Have we even posted 21 yet? Uh, currently, no, because oh, I... Uh, rebrand. Because of, rebrand. Yes, basically. Because yes. Rebrand plus SoundCloud being a gigantic bag of assholes. Yes. <coughs> Stupid SoundCloud. Deleting all my tracks. Stupid it's okay. Everything's going to be back sound. to normal in like two days anyway. So Sweet. And we'll be Good fine. Day. Plus rebranded, which is even more exciting. Nice. Now, Rich... What nerdy things did you get to do this week? Well, well, Daniel, I've been saving it as a surprise for you. Okay. But I wanted to tell you, mm-hmm. I didn't do the dicks. And Peter loves cock. Also, he did eat the shit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I caught up on so many shows <laughs> that we've been talking about. Just I'm so happy. Week. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. <laughs> I watched <laughs> I marathon American, American Man. Vandal. <laughs> All of American All Man. of them. I'm so happy. Uh, I you, couldn't you know stop. now. I you know stop. now. <laughs> I could not stop. So were you in the teacher? Did you eat the shit? <laughs> like, no, so I did not eat shit. <laughs> Get out of the classroom. <laughs> And the fact yeah. that they can have these conversations speaks brilliantly to how well executed the show is. Yeah. You know? I was originally going to text you earlier this week and say that I was that I was getting insta-stalked mm-hmm. by a girl named Brooke Wheeler to see if you picked up mm-hmm. <laughs> what I was putting down. <laughs> but, but I was like, no, I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it for Saturday. Um there's, you know, sometimes after something comes out, I'll be like, if I wrote Rogue One, it would be a little better. Yeah. And this is how. And then I tell people, and people are like, actually, that would have made for, like, a 10 out of 10 movie if they did that. Right. I suggest a different ending to The Last Jedi. A lot of people say, wow, the movie would have been way better if you did that. Um, American Vandal. There's only one thing <laughs> I can say that would take it from a 9 out of 10 to a 10 out of 10. Okay. They needed to write Dylan into season two. I don't know that they would be able to do that. Just, I, I mean, they want to. Ke- As a consultant for pranking, despite the fact that it was proven in season one, and if you guys haven't watched it yet, go watch it anyway. Yeah. Um, this is how these shows turn out anyway. That it, that, you know, the person didn't do the prank, but right. um, in season one. Um, the uh, uh, he's a prankster, and that's why yeah. he's he's uh. That's why he's so easy to frame. Uh huh, and that's why he scapegoated into uh, being expelled for drawing all the dicks on the teachers' cars. Yeah, uh, which is the premise of season one, which they kind of take this true crime thing when the media students decide to make a documentary, researching and finding out who actually drew the dicks on the cars, especially since Dylan's like 
if it was me, I would have owned up to it because it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's like, none of these dicks have ball hairs. <laughs> I always draw ball hairs. Yep. Yep. They're so they. <laughs> I just can't even. And it's what just about like the ball hairs. I wasn't sure if I would be able to watch it again, um, go through the entire series again, he- heading into season two. And I'm watching the first episode, and I'm watching this Instagram of Dylan, <laughs> Dylan humping the pinata yes. <laughs> from behind in Spanish class, like fucking it, like he's enjoying it. Yeah. Oh no! Once, once you, once you've seen it all the way through and know every turn and nuance and everything. The uh-huh. second watch is just as mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just as compelling, if not more so, because you're clued in on all the factors now. Yeah. So I just it and now whenever somebody mentions Twitch, I will think of Mackenzie. Yep. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> just all right. I mean, I could give you a couple of Twitch things to, you know, like uh, to get into. It's actually funny. I found a really interesting person. Uh, who plays Overwatch, but she streams, and she has legit Tourette's. Nice. Where she has not only, like, speech tics, where she'll, like, whistle and pop her lips, but then she'll, um, yeah, she'll say, you know, just terrible, terrible Yeah, things. yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's not like, and she doesn't mean to, and right. sometimes, you know. Yeah, it's um, involuntary. It- it's funny, one of her best clips is, and she knows it, and she likes to bring awareness to it, and she says things about, like, oh, you shouldn't be, like, talk. I don't mean to go on it like a whole diatribe yeah. here, but it's cool to see someone, like, take that and put it out in the open, because um, she's, like, it's so I would rather you guys laugh at it than think it's, like, weird and not want to be right. around me because of it, you know what I mean? Like, laugh at it if it's funny. She was playing Overwatch and answering a tip. When someone tips you or subscribes to you, they can write something in and ask you a question, and yeah. generally that person, if they're nice enough to give you money, you should be nice enough to answer a question for them. Right. And, you know, they said, did you know exactly when you got Tourette's and she ticked as she was answering the question she she was like I got Tourette's when I touched a dick (laughs) 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 and then her friends started laughing and she ended up saving the clip and putting it out because it was like her friends were like we're sorry (laughs) he's like no it's okay That's but, legit awesome. Mm-hmm. Twitch is a really yeah no Twitch is a good place yeah. for finding people in in, in you well know, the difficulty with it is that friends. most of the time if someone is streaming a game on Twitch mm-hmm. they're streaming a first person shooter and so it makes so it challenging true. to mm-hmm. stay in a room mm-hmm. when someone's playing a first person shooter when you have motion sickness it's true yeah no that, and that makes sense. watching it so that makes sense. So, yeah. It would be fun to just roam Twitch for, like, a special video. Just roam Twitch and find people and say hi to people. Yeah. And put them on our show. Oh, I've been bouncing around Twitch a lot mm-hmm. since uh, I started following Cody mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the Ahankara right. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on Twitch. Yeah, but he plays Destiny, and I can only watch so much Destiny before I'm like... That's so. E-A-O-T-H-E-A-H-A-M-A-M-A-M-A-M-K. Okay, I'll okay, 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 okay. You can find a spot. link in the video below to go see Cody's yeah. channel. Cody can't get around to coming to find us. He was actually going to be here today, but then he got let into the Anthem closed beta. Okay. I don't blame him for staying home to play the Anthem. Fair enough. Closed beta at all. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. But I'm glad you like American Van. You get it now. Yeah, I like, get it. I mean, yeah. that show is just impeccable. But you Yeah. Know, and it's sad that it got canceled right after season two, but they'll get picked up. I'm not worried about it. Well... It it's gonna get eventually. It's gonna get very formulaic. Like it, it already was it's in season true. two. Yeah, going to season it's, two. It yeah. was just like okay, this is the same deal, just a different school mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and a different platform, really. Because while that was more of a in 
that was more of a physical prank, whereas the turd burglar is more of a. That was that was more of a cyber attack thing more than. Yeah, just because of how. Well, by the end of it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. By what it ended up truly being was a cybernetic hiker hijacking of people. Um, but the actual prank itself was actually super criminal. (laughs) Yeah, the pranks were super criminal. But yeah, still good. Still, yeah. Who is the turd burglar? Who is the turd burglar? What else did you watch? So many turd burglars. Or play? I watched um. The full run of She-Ra and the Princesses of Power, new to Netflix. Oh, jeez. What is that? <laughs> okay. I've seen reviews of it now, and stuff. But when I was a kid, mm-hmm. there the big thing, the Pokemon of the era, if mm-hmm. you will, or the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers of the time, mm-hmm. was He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Right. Okay. Well, He-Man had a sister, and this was to loop the girls in. So, He-Man's sister was She-Ra, and she was on the sister planet, Etheria. So, there's Eternia with He-Man, and then there was Etheria with She-Ra, and they would kind of occasionally cross over and whatever. Occasionally. Occasionally. So, I grew up on He-Man and She-Ra, and they rebooted He-Man a few years ago on Cartoon Network. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I gotta watch this, and that that was awesome. Was it? It was really, really well done. The animation was very good. It it called back enough to the original Masters of the Universe without capturing that lame, this is merely to sell toys and nothing else okay. thing okay. to it. Yeah. Like, it actually had dramatic music and everything mm-hmm. and good animation and right. all this. Whereas, I mean... I mean, Netflix ain't need no uh, toys to right. sell, right. <laughs> you know? Right. So, well, no, it's more of a nostalgia thing. This this show was completely to, for guys like me, to make our kids sit down and watch with us. Yeah. They know That's, they know what we want to watch. Exactly. I mean, Friends, they just, uh, Netflix just spent $90 million to keep Friends on Netflix for another year. Oh, geez. Mm-hmm. Because the contract was up, they paid a hundred million for four years. Now they paid just the exact same amount for one year. I'm I'm so shocked at how that show has lasted. I know it's crazy because I watched you know I watched it in its original run, mm-hmm. and now mm-hmm. like kids are watching it. Like yep. teenagers yep. now are watching mm-hmm. it. I'm like, this is not aged well. No. When I go back and watch the first season of Friends now, I'm like. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's it's really cringy. It some really of the shit is. they yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to ask Sarah why there were so much nipples in the show. <laughs> like, well, because the thought the bras were not as thick. Like they yeah. purposely made bras that were like held it up, but you could like purposely see nipple. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that explains Dr. Leonard's sexual surprises and the boob pads we saw there. Yeah. They were trying to sell the boob pads that they had left over from the nineties. Right. With that came with the nipple imprints. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll, I'll like I was at a I was like I was at a friend's party and I said and I mentioned something about the 90s and I was like, you know, cell phones weren't around yet. There was no social media. Friends was still good. When I said friends was still good, this kid like snapped. He was like, I fucking love friends. That show is awesome. And I was like, oh, shit. It's like, how? How is that still? 
Because, I mean, there's a lot of, there's like a, there's a piece of homophobia there, especially in the early seasons, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that it's just kind of, to me now, is kind of like, is that really? Still cringeworthy. Is that really necessary? I'm really glad you're saying that, though, because, I mean, these things still, some people just make media and don't realize it, because um, (laughs) one of the movies I watched is actually like, yeah, I'll get to that. Okay. (laughs) Uh, but I think that those things can can still exist in a really weird way here in in today's present day and age. But yeah. I mean, and then you've got um um Kevin Hart who you know won't who dropped out of the Oscars because he's like I he was you know apologizing for homophobic comments he made on Twitter yeah. talking about hit, uh, grabbing a Barbie and hitting his son over the head with it if he saw him playing with it because it's gay, right? Um, kind of thing and. Are we, uh, you know, there's a whole thing of like, you know, character assassination and what we see on entertainment and media that makes me like really, I'm like, wow, this is really uh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. There's a, yeah, that's more of a WDM. It really is, thing, but so. you know, um, but to see it in old media is the weirder part. Yeah. I'm really excited that you're, you're kind of leaning in that direction. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you finish. Okay. <laughs> so I watched all of She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. Okay. They changed it up a little bit. To where now they're more girlish than women. Like back in the day, they were like Shira was a woman. She was full figured. She was tall and powerful. And these are more younger girls that are have found themselves mm-hmm. being princesses of their various realms. And the 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 premise of the show is that. The Horde, led by Hordak, is attempting to take over all of Etheria. And all of Etheria has different parts that are that have different specialties. Like okay. there's the realm of ice and the realm of flowers and the realm of technology and a realm of, you know, okay. just light cool. and psychedelic drugs. Yeah. And each one of these realms is ruled over by a princess. Oh, okay. okay. And when the princesses were all allies and they were all mm-hmm. presenting a united front mm-hmm. the horde didn't stand a chance right so what they did was they started infiltrating and separating them so they dissolved the alliance just from mistrust wow. and miscommunication and stuff wow which allowed hordak to come in and start knocking out that's definitely some areas. advanced writing there yeah so that premise makes for a clever show so then they the uh, planet itself, pretty much the energy of the planet, was sensing the separation. So they called up Shira. Mm-hmm. So Shira is the is the instrument that can unite all of these princesses again mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. reform this alliance mm-hmm. because she embodies the trust. She embodies the strength of women coming together and whatever you know. It there's there's an underlying bit of feminist to it but it's not it's subtle enough to not be really that noticeable mm-hmm. and so a horde soldier ends up becoming Shira. yeah and that's what kind of and everybody's like oh she's a horde soldier but then they're like oh well she's actually proven herself to be a good and trustworthy person wow nice so the show is Really, really good. I really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to the next season. 
um, it's explained a whole lot more Sorry, than the old She-Ra ever did. Back then, or I like, what's it. the? I, I doubt it. What's the point of bringing She-Ra if I mean for them well, it must have been a uh, like okay, let's not do He-Man. I, again. I think it was a property that dream that was like, look, She-Ra's dead. We're not gonna. It's never gonna make any money again. And Netflix and DreamWorks got together, and they were like, you know, we could probably make this work and pick up the license fairly cheap. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's it's one of those shows that had a following mm-hmm. back in the day, so it would probably be enough to bring in a new crowd. Oh. So that's probably why they redid it, is because it was a cheap property that they could pick up for cheap mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. just revamp it just enough wow. to make it powerful and last mm-hmm. and everything. I like that. So that makes sense. And there's, they are showing He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, the original '80s cartoons mm-hmm. on Netflix. Don't go back, folks. Don't. Don't go don't. back. If you're That's a rough. fan of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, leave it in your head as mm-hmm. a fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go and watch the new ones if you can. Yeah. But don't go back to the originals. My God. Were those horrible? Mm-hmm. I went back and watched them, and I was just like, "Oh God, why, why?" I went back to try and watch the original Transformers TV show. Oh man, I couldn't. I was just kind of like, maybe I can just binges and just like put up with it. Nah, yeah. I was just kind of like, I could hold no, no interest in it, despite how much I, I I loved it. And it's because of my love for for the Cybertron games. They had a game. Um, called War for Cybertron, and then uh, Fall of Cybertron. Transformers Fall of Cybertron is easily the best Transformers game ever made. Nice. And it's fun. Cool. It's intuitive, and it had a lot of... It's actually like a prequel to the series. Like, it ends with the battle on their way out of Cybertron as they go through the portal that nice. they crash onto Earth with. And by golly, if it's if it's not one of the more fun games I've ever played, and it's really fun um, um, to play because of changing. It's not like oh, this level you're a car. Oh, this level you're a transformer. You're actively going through. I mean, I remember um, one of my favorite things about the multiplayer in War for Cybertron, which was not as fully developed as Fall for mm-hmm. Cybertron, obviously Fall of Cybertron, but War for Cybertron um, is where, and when you're making video games. A lot of it starts with the first game where you get the idea out, and then the second game nowadays is the fleshed-out idea, where it is way better than the first one because they had more time because they were able to work off something that was already operating well, and you know. Yeah. Um, but there, there's something about um, being in car mode, boosting off of uh, 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 off of a ramp, and falling into your enemy's territory in multiplayer, mind you. Transforming immediately and shotgunning these people to smithereens yeah. <laughs> as you're falling and transforming into I just oh man it was like totally everything a Transformers game should be almost got me to watch G1 Transformers yeah. and I was like no mm-hmm, GG yeah, I don't, tried don't <laughs> I don't, tried. don't go back to the 80s cartoons mm-hmm. go back to the 90s ones like the Beast Transformers Wars. yes Transformers Beast Wars mm-hmm. is the one you want to see mm-hmm. if you want to go back to a good storyline. Mm. Featuring Transformers. Yep. Go back to Beast Wars. That was so good. And then Transmetals and then Fusors and... Yeah. Mm. Well, it was like there was this weird transition period between, I want to say, like, 88 and 92. Somewhere in there, kids' cartoon shows stopped being commercials for toys and started being well-written pieces of art. Mm -hmm. Somewhere in that realm. Mm -hmm. Because the first... 
cartoon I can remember watching as a kid that was like actually good, compelling story. Mm-hmm. DuckTales. The Ooh. original DuckTales. Yes. There was I there was one like mini series of it, like all week, the whole run of it could have been shoved together to make a movie was the uh the treasure of the golden sun. Yeah. Where S- Scrooge and his nephews were going around and finding all of these um they found this like Incan temple that had all these puzzles that led to this massive golden treasure. Mm-hmm. It was so good. Was you know they good. have a new DuckTales Yes, right? they do. And David Tennant is the voice of Scrooge McDuck. Yes. And it's very good as well. I, I want to watch it. I would. You know what would get me to watch it? Hmm. Is if they suddenly did a... Um, if Lin-Manuel Miranda... Fenton Crackshell. He's on that show, I guess. Uh, he's Fenton Crackshell. He is Gizmoduck? Mm-hmm. Uh. David Tennant. I would go back and watch this if they remade the DuckTales movie in this fashion. Ben Schwartz, Dewey Duck. Ben Schwartz is, uh, uh, that's the guy that plays John Ralphio, um, the eccentric character from uh, Parks and Rec. Okay. And did you ever watch that clip of uh, the guy, the new guy voicing Timon? No, I, chance? Did not. I was just curious. Um, I see her in a bunch of stuff. The guy who voices Webby, uh, uh, Kate, Kate Micucci. Yeah, I've seen her in a couple. Yeah, of she's as well. in a comedic folk duo mm-hmm. called mm-hmm. Garfunkel and Oates. Yes, she is there. Yeah, we, yeah. I was gonna say. Um, yeah, there's tons of awesome people yeah, on this. Danny Putty, did you ever watch Community? I did not watch Community, but he was also on a show called. Um, oh, what was the name of the show? Now. It, it it was took place in the DC universe, but it was about the background. Really? Character. Yeah. So it was like she worked or he worked at a company mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was like a division of Wayne Tech. Oh. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And but it got canceled. Yeah, it got Damage canceled. Damage control. Damage control. Was that what it was called? I think so. Yes. All right. Let me, so. I'm gonna, I think because Alan Tudyk was in it. I'm going to look. You do, yeah. Alan Tudyk was uh-huh. uh, Bruce and Wayne's then, cousin, um, and then that chick who uh, oh. leaked a bunch of nudies from High School Musical. Yeah, she was um, um, not in High School Musical, but she was. Uh, oh gosh, yeah, she was um, in Sucker Punch as well. Was she? Yeah, Vanessa Hudgens. Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah, she was yes. in that one too. But still, uh, what else did you watch? Because man, I've got some things to say. I also d- um, caught up on the because season three just released of this Netflix show. F is for family. F is for family. Okay. It's a Bill Burr animated show okay. about a New Jersey family in the 70s. Mm-hmm. So it takes mm-hmm. place in the 70s. Okay. So it speaks to you. Um, Maybe. Not really. Kind of. I mean, it's. I'm not necessarily old enough to remember anything about the 70s. I was born in the 70s, but I don't really. I had no experiences there. I aged out of seventies pretty quick, um, but uh, there. It's written by Bill Burr, mm-hmm. and I'm mm-hmm. a big fan of Bill Burr. Okay, if you don't know who Bill Burr is, he was the uh, he's a comedian. He's a comedian. He was the redheaded henchman okay. on Breaking Bad. So he, it was him and uh, Huel, were that were. Oh, that was Bill Burr. That was Bill Burr. I did not even realize that. Yeah, Bill Burr. I'm going to go watch yeah. his, his stuff purely because of that. Yeah. Wow. 
So he was the redheaded henchman opposite Huel in Breaking Bad. Also, Better Call Saul, but you don't and know Breaking, that yet. Better Call Saul, yes. I, I haven't caught up on that one yet. That's okay. So, It's that's when next. these characters appear that it makes it so wonderful. Yeah. So wonderful of a show. Yeah, so that's, that's Bill Burr. He's got a podcast. He's on Conan, like Conan O'Brien all the time. But he's, I've, I like him. He's very funny, very witty and everything. And this is kind of a view into his childhood. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I don't know about this show. You know, I'll check it out. And I watched the first season. Mm-hmm. And in the first season, the, the middle child, mm-hmm. who was named Bill, he uh, gets into his parents' room and is hiding under the bed. And his parents are fighting. And the whole reason he hides under the bed is because he hears his parents coming and he's not supposed to be in his parents' room. So he hides under the bed, and they come in, they're fighting, and they go from fighting to makeup sex like that. And so he's like, he's like, oh, shit, my parents are fucking on the bed, and I have to get out of here. And as he's starting to, like, sneak his way out from under the bed, he sticks his head out from under the bed, and he looks up, and all he sees is his dad's balls flapping <laughs> back and forth. <laughs> and so for the... In the second and third season, he keeps having flashbacks to this <laughs> event. And at that point, I was like, uh, I'm sold. I mean, that never happened to me as a kid. I never saw anything yeah, like that. Yeah. But it was just like <laughs> that That trauma sticking with him like that was hilarious yeah, yeah. to me. Yeah. Oh, my God. So. No, it's cool when, <coughs> the, the, when you can go through, like, continue shows and hold on to things, like these comedic hits, yeah. that when you bring it back, it's just so funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. And for them to know how to do that and not wear it thin yeah. is pretty awesome. Well, and then the second season, they go through, their, and um, at the very end of the second, and the second season is just like, you know, watching these characters grow and develop and deal with the, deal with growing up, deal with life going on and changes uh-huh. and all that. Yeah. The end of the second season, something happens that I was just like, oh, shit. No one expected it. It was hilarious. Mm -hmm. It was gross. I was, it was spectacular. I just was like, oh, my God, that's craziness. Mm -hmm. And that's what made me excited for season three was seeing how season two ended and just being like, holy shit. And then seeing the outcome of that. Yeah. Okay. And they didn't, they, they like touched on it, but just a touch. They didn't really. Oh, so they didn't really capitalize on it the way not, they not really. Not really. Okay. Not, not that I disappointed with it. It's almost what I expected. Oh. Just kind of everybody was like, okay, this happened. Life is still going on. Yeah, exactly. Right? You're still going to just yeah. keep going. Yeah. The I only, mean. The only repercussions of it was like one kid is like kind of traumatized by it. And they're like, hey, you're a Murphy. You shove it down and never speak of it again. And so there's this thread through the whole third season of just whatever is bothering you, just shove it down and never speak of it, which leads to all sorts of bad, bad mental things. So that was fun. That, and what else did I watch? I think that might have been the top of all the stuff I watched. Get to play anything? Beat Spider-Man yet? I haven't beat Spider-Man yet. I played a little bit more Spider-Man. That's but, good. That's good. But I was too busy, like, pretty much watching Netflix. Just coming through. Um, I, the, I heard that the DLC is pretty good, but you're going to want to wait till it's all out. Because it's okay. a three-parter. 
that's the last part's supposed to be coming out this month. Okay. But it's all to do with Black Cat, and they, I guess they said, and like you know, without saying any spoilers, because I, I, not that I know what it is, because they're like we won't say out loud in the podcast and reviews that I listen to, but that the story is actually pretty interesting in the DLC. Cool. Outside of that, I'm gonna get them all when they're all out. Yeah, all ready to go. Pretty much. That's why I'm. That's what I'm waiting on. Yeah. Uh, but I'm still just having fun playing through different missions, and that's good. I'm not even touching story mode until I got like all the taskmaster tokens I need. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. no, that's fine. Yeah, and leveling up is the best anyway. Right. Are you maxed out yet? No. Mm, okay. And I then after know. this, you need to go play the game of the year, God of War. Okay. They uh um they uh oh jeez, did you ever watch Stargate SG One? A few episodes back in the day. Um. I couldn't. I couldn't separate the guy from MacGyver. Oh, I'm clicking on the wrong one here. Brand's not here today, and I'm like cheating the system by looking at the other screen that's over there right. through our recording thing and coming over here. Um, got, um game awards. Um, this is a moment from the game they actually had. Powerless was the name of the show. Powerless. There you go, because it was about people that were powerless. Yes. Jeez. Can we even hear this? Oh, man, we can't hear it. That's depressing. So there was a guy um, from from uh, Stargate SG-1. Yeah. Who, I don't I don't know if he was even in anything for, like, the longest time, but that's him. Um, okay. The Christopher Judge is his name. Wasn't really he, awesome. like, the dude with the weird symbol mm-hmm. on his forehead? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Teal'c was his character. Honestly. Okay. Um, I haven't seen him forever, but he's the new voice actor for Kratos. Oh, you're okay. welcome, Taylor. In God of War, and that's the boy Kratos. who voices him. And the whole time they do this, uh, he, he, when he's talking to his son, he addresses him as boy. Yes. This game made me cry like a baby, but uh, be, because of the dynamic between the characters, uh, especially since you don't know, uh, 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 Kratos has such a past of the first three games. Yeah. And then moving on from that past and trying to start over with a boy who just doesn't understand who he is, what he is, how things work is like astonishing. But um, Kratos. Uh, they both what? Nothing. They uh, I guess screw you, Taylor. <laughs> and they do like um, it's it's I said it right. Kratos. To make her Kratos. 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 Who's right? Toes. Kratos. Who's right? Let us know on <laughs> Facebook. I'm kidding. Um, so they have the, the, the characters, but I digress. They have the actors playing the characters on stage. Reading the uh, the award for content creator of the year, a big surprise, it was Ninja, who streams Fortnite and was okay. on the cover of ESPN. All right. And does, like, T-Mobile commercials and stuff. Like, oh, they don't okay. Mess with Long story short, they were doing this, and I can't play it out loud without really messing with the sound settings, and I don't want to mess anything up in the podcast without Brian here. But he, he, there's a pause, and he's just sitting there with it, and he's, like, holding the paper. And read then, it, and boy. Then, yep. <laughs> he goes, read it, boy, in the voice, and everyone freaks out. I'm sure. It was worth. That was, nice. like, the highlight of the game awards. Nice. Hands down. Sweet. Uh, Red Dead 2 won most of the awards. I'm not... Even a little bit shocked or appalled yeah. at that one. Won a lot of the awards. And then people on Facebook were starting to go in and be like, wow, Red Dead 2 just won my kid's spelling bee. Wow. <laughs> Red Dead 2, like all these random contests <laughs> that they had nothing to do with. 
apparently, all the awards they apparently were winning. Apparently, dog catcher for my town in the next three years is Red <laughs> Dead 2. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> they just gave employee of the month to Red Dead 2. Yeah. My job. What's going on? So, um, Why is Red Dead 2 the Lake County Sheriff? <laughs> ultimately, God of War 2 won. Or not God of War 2. God of War 1, which is like... <laughs> Makes me so happy. Uh, everyone was worried as they were watching the game. They were like, "Wow, if Red Dead Two takes this, it's going to be because of hype." Because right. no one, while Red Dead Two was far too divisive to win Game of the Year. Right? Did it have the best actor? Yes. Did it have the best art direction? Did it have the best, you know, of this and that? Absolutely. You know. Yeah. Was it the absolute best game that everyone played this year? No, and that's because of God of War. Right. I highly suggest you go back and, 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 and work through that after Spider-Man because it's like, oh, 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 you don't want to miss out on that one. We'll see. That's one you don't miss out on that we one. We shall see, boy. Um, we can, yeah, make jokes like that more Neat. often. Um, but anyways, uh, things I did this week. Next piece of news, boy. Well, for Black Friday um, a couple of weeks ago, yes. I said I also bought Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. I bought Kong. Nice. Um, Skull Island is what the, the, the title of that one is, which I bought that in, in anticipation of Godzilla versus Kong. Um, okay. And the whole cinematic thing they're building there, because that Godzilla movie I made you watch, that yeah. Godzilla is going to fight Kong. Okay. In two years after Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Okay. I'm so excited for that. Neat. Same um, actor played Kong in that movie, which is really funny because uh, I also bought the um I already had Rise of the Planet of the Apes, so I went ahead and I bought Dawn and War nice. for the Planet of the Apes. Super cheap. And now I have the whole trilogy. And I love those movies. They're so good. Yeah. I still Apes haven't movies. seen War. Okay. Beca- well, okay, my wife has this thing about viewing animal cruelty. So ah. so she refused to watch the first one. Okay, good. Because a friend of her saw it and said, Hey, this Yo, yeah. it starts off with an ape dying. Yeah, it and, does. Yeah, brutal. And my wife was like, I'm not I'm not on board for this. Yeah. And exactly. I was like, well I'm gonna watch it. I watched it and I was like mm-hmm. this is this is the, very yes. good. And it was the start Cinema. of something amazing. Yeah. <laughs> because Dawn of the Planet of the Apes was amazing. Phenomenal. So good. Phenomenal. So good. Um, War, just the same. Good. You know, um, on that level, all, it's on Voodoo now. Cool. So I have all my, you can go on there. I would, I would suggest rewatching Dawn. And, oh, definitely. And, yeah, and then definitely. watching. You know, uh, Rise. You know what happened. I'm not gonna. Rise. I'm not. I'm not gonna watch War of the Planet of the Apes without watching the entire trilogy. Yeah, right. Just because it. it's been too long. I'll do it with you because I. I just want to go back and watch them all anyway. Neat. So, but it's very. It's a very last last chapter kind of movie, which is very. Which is why they don't hold back from. They aren't like, well, what are we gonna do with four, five, and six? They don't hold back from that. They do what they want and want. Right. To, cool. s- to serve their story and make sure it's as impactful as Dawn. See, I was not expecting Dawn to be that great because of Tim Burton's remake of Planet of the Apes. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> when I saw that movie, I was oh, like, oh man. my God, Caesar the Chimp is a better pilot than Marky Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> if you go back and watch that movie, I don't recommend it because it's horrible, but if you go back and watch that movie, you will see he- that... Caesar flies this ship in, comes in, makes a perfect three-point landing, takes off again, no problem. He's fine. Here's the deal. It's fine. Every time Mark Wahlberg gets behind the the stick of something, he crashes it. He doesn't have a landing. He just crash, crash, crash. And every time, it's just like, how are you a worse pilot than the chimp you're training? I just <laughs> rant over. 
No, that's quite all right, and I don't I don't mind it. I think it's hilarious. Um, yeah, man, you're just talking about so many relevant things to <laughs> yes. what I watched and but did. Okay, so Planet of the Apes was horrible, but when I saw Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, I was like, this is so good, mm-hmm. so well done, mm-hmm. just yeah. every step of the way, and then. Dawn mm-hmm. was it? Rise of the Planet of the Apes was the first. It was one? Rise Dawn War. Okay, yeah. So I, when mm-hmm. I saw Rise of the Planet of the Apes, mm-hmm. I was not expecting much, and I was like, "This is so stinking good." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I saw Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, I was like, "Holy shit! How did they go better?" Yeah, right. How did they go How over they, Rise yes, of exactly. the Planet of the Apes? Yeah, because that was so good. Rise and Dawn was, is so much better. It is than Rise was. It was mm-hmm. just, and mm-hmm. I'm like, "Oh, I want to yeah. see war." Yeah. And my wife was like, "I'm not going to see." I was like. Shut up, it's fine. I'll see it later. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to say that don't don't get excited for like the same amount of betterness, but get excited for the conclusion at the same level. That's oh, pretty good. much that's pretty much where my expectations are. Awesome. Yeah, no, it's is it. that they're going to re- resolve the story in a satisfying way that's relevant to the first two. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll just come over this week and we'll watch it. That'd be cool. One of the nights. It'd be fun. That'd be cool. Do it. I'm gonna come over outside of work time. Neat for excitement inc. Neat. We're gonna do that. So I got I have all those so we can watch them. Uh, but I did end up watching Spider Man Homecoming. Nice. Again, just because man, that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Spider Man, I mean they could have called it Peter Parker, but it's just so I'm just so ready for into the Spider Verse yeah. that I was like, uh, man, I just wanted some Spider Man yeah. in and around me. So I had to watch that again, remember what the hype was. Also, um Jake Gyllenhaal confirming his role as Mysterio. Ooh. For Far From Home. Did you see this? I did not. It's really funny. Um, I'm going to go. I thought he was going to be fighting a magic eight ball on a cape. I'm going to go out of this. This is kind of hard to like web surf while we're like, oh, man. You're, yeah, you're yes. over in that. Thank you so much. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal confirmed Mysterio. It's really funny the way he does it. Um, that's okay. that's Photoshop. That's Obviously, yes. Yeah. Um, we don't have any imagery outside of, uh, we don't have any imagery outside of the, um, outside of like behind the scenes pictures. Gotcha. It's really hard to work and talk at the same time. Yes, it is. So in this in this video that he put up on on oh, what Twitter or Instagram or Snapchat or something. He's he j- he types in the, the the he typed it in as a quote with this clip. I just realized I'm not playing Spider-Man. <laughs> Ball. So. You won't be able to hear it. <gasps> oh shit! What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, right? So that's kind of uh, um, just hearing that got me in the mood for Spider-Man. So I did watch Spider-Man: Homecoming again. It's still just as good, just as amazing. And I didn't realize in hindsight because I only watched it the one time, and we actually saw it in 3D, and it was better in 3D, right? Because of the Washington Monument scene, because there's okay. a part where they're like zooming around it, and I remember we watched it in IMAX 3D, and because we ended up getting like switching theaters because people were complaining at us. Uh, for it because I, you? Uh, basically for using a handicap chair while I was um, in an, uh, well, while my ankle was broken. But uh, <laughs> the Washington Monument was like poking out of the screen. Oh. It was it was optimal 3D viewing. Nice. Rarely happens in yeah. movies. <laughs> yeah. But for that, I remember just sitting there and watching it just like normal. And then like it's this wide pan shot of Spider-Man like at the top on the top of the Washington Monument, like freaking out from the heights. Yeah. 
and it's like and then it cuts to a zoom around like it's a helicopter shot and i remember having to like lean back because like my brain told me that that thing was going to poke me in the in my face oh wow <laughs> was, i don't think i saw it in 3d it was it would be worth going back to see in 3d <laughs> it's no longer in theaters. yeah i so know that I'm but so if it was if point. it was i mean leading into Endgame, you know they're going to show all the movies again Maybe not in 3D, but... Oh, that's right, because every time they do an MCU, they do the whole yeah, run. Yeah, pay 50 bucks, watch all the movies again in sequence, you know? I mean, it's okay. They want the same kind yeah. of deaths as gamer cafes in Korea? Fine. Show all the movies at once. <laughs> well, to be fair, you could pretty much sleep through Iron Man 3 and Incredible Hulk, so... Yeah, well, I don't know about Incredible Hulk. Let's Iron see. Man 2 and Iron Man 3, definitely. Thor and Thor Dark World. Thor definitely. Thor Dark World. Most super definitely. Definitely. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And those are all next to each other. So that's what, where you get your sleep. Yeah. It's just, just like getting through those. Um, but uh, Hulk's my favorite. So I always have a special place for Incredible Hulk. But yes, I agree with you. Uh, you want to watch uh, a good uh, Hulk uh, movie? Watch Avengers. <laughs> that's always what it is. So here's the deal. We're talking uh, 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 about... Marky Mark, there's a movie that he's in with one of my favorite comedians, Will Ferrell. It's called Daddy's Home 2, okay. which is on Hulu when we watched. Here's okay. the deal. When I saw the preview for this movie, I thought, oh, it's a second Daddy's Home. The first one was okay. This, there's no way the second one's going to be on par, so I won't watch this. And then John Lithgow comes down the escalator as the dad, and I go, okay, I'm watching it. Because John Lithgow. Right. Uh, the High Commander. As, as yes, some yeah. Oh, that was, oh, I thought that was like ice in an ice machine somewhere just dropping. Um, that's what it sounded like to me. So I have pros and cons of Daddy's Home 2 right here. Okay. okay. Pro, John Lithgow. Yeah. Con. Uh, Mel Gibson. <laughs> just no, that is what's written. It's oh, really? yeah. oh, wow. <laughs> uh, con, Mel Gibson, because he has not aged well. Um, his acting did not come with him since Lethal Weapon. I think there's some movies that Mel Gibson is good in, and those are Lethal Weapon movies. And that's it. Um, <laughs> just kidding. What Woman Want. Yeah, there you go. That's um, what I was and thinking. That's it. Yeah, so those five movies, and then you can stop watching Mel Gibson altogether. Uh, another pro, Will Ferrell. Okay. Will Ferrell's always... There's a reason we're watching this movie. It's not for Marky Mark. It's not for Mel Gibson. It might be for John Lithgow, but yeah. if nothing else, it's Will Ferrell. Being, yeah. Being Will Ferrell. Right. Um, con, this movie is the same amount of offensive as it is funny. All right. And that's... Mel Gibson uh, for you. <laughs> where... Well, it's his character. Um, here's the deal. I already knew that this movie was sitting at like a 5% right. Rotten Tomatoes. When I watched it, I already knew it got a one out of ten on a lot of like right. review aggregates. Now I don't, I don't judge based on that. You know what I mean? You have to have a certain, you have to have a certain idea, um, a mentality going into watch crappy movies, right? Because you don't, because <laughs> you have to, you have to know what you're getting into. I was not expecting to be as offended as I was <laughs> by this movie. Okay. Um, in terms of the way that um, there's there's snobby critic reasons to be offended by this movie. Okay. Like, yes, there's not a centimeter of character development. Um, Mel Gibson plays a dick the entire movie and stays a dick the entire movie. He gets along. He uh, makes up with his son Marky Mark in the movie. And how 
I don't know. He didn't do anything to change, but that's what the story called for. And then suddenly he's friends so they, with everyone and they make, they don't, I don't, it's weird. Um, And it's just like offensive because, and it's like uh, minor spoilers. Um, They, th- one of the big things about like the, to encapsulate the relationship between Will Ferrell and John Lithgow as father and son is that they kiss on the lips. And at the end of the movie, there is no, I love you. There is no, um, let's be friends. There is no. Guess what happens? Guess what is the only thing that causes them to come fa- closer as father and son? They get arrested together. <laughs> no, 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 no. Mel Gibson kisses his son on the lips. Kisses Marky Mark on the lips. That's where the character development happened at the end, out of nowhere, nothing earned. That is why this movie is terrible in a critic's view. Um, where it's terrible outside of that is um the sexism. Okay of the things that are said to a little girl in that movie and the uh out of nowhere completely unearned misleaded for the sake of a joke at the end of the movie that is not capitalized on or corrected in terms of how wrong it is um an incestuous joke (laughs) that uh is just in the end for fun and left hanging left hanging wide open in the air um, a, a, uh, you know how they, in Prometheus, they tacked an alien onto the end of the movie? I haven't seen it, but I understand, yes. They tacked on a minor league gay joke onto the end of this movie as well, but still regarding children, again. They make a lot of, like, gay inappropriate... Yeah. Weird. Um, but not That's in a weird so way. It's the kid in this weird way, it's like they tried to redeem the oddness of the things. It's like they were they didn't even have a script when they were shooting the final scene. This this now I'm not saying this movie's completely unredeemable and I don't want to sh- sit here and shit over uh, a movie that everyone knows you can just shit all over. Right. Um but the reason for watching these movies is for that one good scene in the middle. The right. beginning Okay, okay. Oh, we reached a high point and we're only halfway through the movie. And then the rest of the movie is just a downhill shit show right. <laughs> that capitalizes at the end of the movie with uh, nothing. It is it is as if they got together at the end of the movie. Um, They had no script and they said, why don't we have the kids do this? And why don't you guys say this because it's funny and we'll just edit it and hope it's good. It's like no planning went into the end of the movie, which is pretty hilarious. And that's why things ended up being offensive is because they thought of it at the last joke and they didn't think as to whether or not they should do it before they did it. Okay. Who was the director on it? I don't know. Nobody good. I promise. Okay. So uh, there is one scene in the middle, though, that um, is, is almost worth YouTubing if you can find it where... <clears throat> well, Farrell is a stepdad, but Marky Mark is also a stepdad to his girlfriend. But they're sharing kids because the mutual wife, okay, um, and ex-wife of Marky Mark, who's now Will Farrell's wife, Linda Cardinelli, actually, mm, Velma from Scooby Doo's, okay, and Marky Mark's stepdaughter is coming out, and uh, 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 she's just a total punk ass. Mel Gibson uh, wakes up and he sits up in this white shirt and he's just sweating just like pouring sweat he goes no and he stands up and he walks out 
And he he's looking at the thermometer and it's set to like eighty six. Oh Jesus! He's like, "You're kidding me!" And then he walks in and he turns on the light and it's John Lithgow. And John Lithgow sits up, with same white shirt, boxer's outfit, sweating. <laughs> he's like, "What? What's going on? What's going on? Are you okay?" And you know, this character, he's just like, he's like, "Did you have a nightmare? Did you want to talk about it?" Or like, you know, <laughs> and he's and Mel, Mel goes like, "No, get up here. You need to see this." And he go, and he walks out. And he's like, "The thermometer, it's so high." <laughs> Will Ferrell wakes up, walks out, <laughs> and he's dries a bone or no? Nope, okay. super sweaty and dripping. And they m- convene in the middle, and he 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 go. He's like, "Why is it so hot? Did someone?" And they all look at each other knowingly, and they're like, "Someone touched the thermometer." <laughs> <laughs> this is, and then <laughs> the stepdaughter walks out. As was Marky Mark's walking up, and she, uh, Mel Gibson had turned it down, but she walks out, cranks it all the way back up, and walks back in the room. And Mel Gibson turns to Marky Mark, and he's like, "She touches the thermometer," <laughs> and, yet, and he's like, "It's a thing that her dad, who's John Cena, lets her do." Like, can we? <laughs> and even Will Ferrell's like. You let your kid touch the thermometer? That's sacrilege. Are you kidding me? And Mel Gibson is like, yeah, uh, your co-dad here, who he's making fun of him all the things. And he's like, he doesn't even let his kids touch the thermometer, but you can't do that with your kid? <laughs> Just like deriding him the whole movie. It was, it's movies like this that I'm like, you know what? I'm glad I sat through this for an hour and 40 minutes. <laughs> for the dad thing of for who, the touched, dad, who yeah. touched the thermostat? For them all to walk out in the middle and talk about this thing like it is a national travesty. That a child <laughs> can be t- touching the thermometer and getting away with it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Everyone has the dad in the thermometer. Everyone. Thermostat. Everyone. Sorry, thermostat. Whatever. It's all right. I'm not. It's all right. I'm not worried about it. It's okay. So, you um, will be when I'm you're gonna, a dad. But yeah, those, so, so there's uh, like... Offensive things in that movie, um, which aren't like blatantly offensive, like as if if you go back to watch an older movie that might be in the the theme of things where they didn't realize what they were saying was completely inappropriate, and what they were doing was completely inappropriate, such as The Breakfast Club. Yeah, which is now on Netflix. I showed it to my wife for the first time when we watched it together. She hadn't seen it before. The Breakfast Club. I'm so fucking old. Um, she claimed that Sixteen Candles was her favorite movie. But had not seen bre- uh, the Breakfast Club, and I said, "How can you even?" Anyway, okay, you um, can't claim a favorite John Hughes movie until mm-hmm. you've seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off, yep. Sixteen Candles, mm-hmm. Breakfast Club, and Pretty in Pink. Yep, all of them. You must watch those four at least at before least. claiming a favorite John Hughes film. That's right. That's right. Sorry. So, um, we still need to watch Pretty in Pink. I haven't seen Pretty in Pink. Um, Sixteen Candles. I found it being that I watched it. I found it just highly offensive. And barely funny, barely worth. Um, Anthony, whatever his name is, the nerdy kid who's in all of them, he was funny. And I found it just like a long dong duck, duck dong, long duck dong. Dong, where is my automobile? Yeah, that yes. um, it's that hasn't aged well. No, it has um, not. not. No, Sixteen Candles has not aged well at all. No. Breakfast Club still has um, uh, two feet to stand on. Um, as far yeah. as the things in it, there's still the use of words um, like the F-A-G-G-O-T word that just caught me off guard big time watching it again. Yeah. Um, where a a jock, the jock character played by Emilio Estevez, was using it on 
um, Judd Nelson's character. Yeah. Um, who, uh, 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 what is his name in that? It's the same as Bender. Bender. Yep, there we go. Um, but just seeing him use it on that character and then Bender being as provocative as he is and then also to watch this movie and see, uh, for instance, that he's just an absolute asshole to Molly Ringwald this whole movie and still gets her at the end. It's things like this that doesn't, you know, um, that doesn't like transition well to the time period and the way we're talking about like friends, how it had like slightly homophobic things going on about it. Yeah. Um, here's the deal. Um, breakfast club is still like a 10 out of 10 for me. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Even though some of these things don't translate, there's still funny things. There's the part where he's like, you know, hiding under the desk and looking up her skirt, that stuff. Here's the deal. Um, I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about breakfast club and how that Molly Ringwald has said things about how she doesn't really advocate for the movie like she used to or right. like you know like she would because of these scenes and there's one where Judd Nelson's character is looking up her skirt and my wife watching it for the first time in 2018 guffawed she <laughs> thought that was hilarious when he, he like he becomes enraptured with looking up her skirt oh, and yeah. then she like crunches his nose and his face because she can feel him like leaning into it yeah and she's like Ugh. and like you know that was probably the loudest my wife laughed at that yeah. scene <laughs> you know it's hilarious and it's weird to go back and watch these things and and encapsulate them but also to kind of see how far we've come um in this day and age with the way we need to address the way we talk to each other because in movies, they don't portray, in my opinion, they don't portray bullying realistically in movies. It brought me to this thought that when you look at it, there's some pretty terrible things that happen in movies and the way people are ridiculed. But seeing Emilio Estevez call Judd Nelson that F word, that derogatory as shit F word, mm -hmm. I was like, damn. Yeah. Damn. Did he have it coming? He, yeah, that too, because he was just asking for a fight. And you right. can tell his character picks a fight with everyone for a reason. Right. You know, but um, watching that was like really, I have a really positive like also idea coming off of this. Yeah. Um, but for you, what is, what is, well, I mean, you... thinking, of, I mean, I haven't seen it in years, mm -hmm. uh, but I used to watch it like all the time. I, I've mm -hmm. probably seen that movie when I saw it for the first 30, time, 40 times. Yeah, when I saw it for the first time a decade ago, I binged it for a solid like two months. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and it speaks to the, it speaks to teenage rebellion, really. Yes, it does. Just because the, he's got, you've got the archetypes there. You know, the brain, the, at, the athlete, the princess, the criminal, the basket case. Yep. And each of those characters represents their clique, as it were. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, the to me, the movie is about these kids from different cliques, different archetypes of the high school experience being forced together and realizing that they're all the same. Yeah, they're all they're all dealing with the same shit, mm -hmm. just in a different spectrum. Mm -hmm. You know, like the brain is having all this pressure to succeed academically. The athlete is having all this pressure to succeed, mm -hmm. you know, in the sports arena. Mm -hmm. The princess is having all this pressure to succeed in her social status. Mm -hmm. The criminal is being forced, pressure to succeed as a criminal. Yeah, yeah. And it's all, and they all are dealing with the shit from their parents. Mm -hmm. 
They're all the and the one exception to all these pressures from outside is the basket case. But she's dealing with all this pressure to succeed. She really is, yeah. From inside. Mm-hmm. No one's putting this on her. She's seeing it go on with everyone else and realizes that she wants that same pressure, so she puts it on herself. She does. So, I mean, it's a it's a very powerful movie. It's fun. To it's see hilarious. Some, it is, yeah, definitely. And then it's got these darker tones that, you know, they do a good job of... of balancing that sad and that hilarity because you watch a lot of movies and I see it now as someone who wants to get into film. Yeah. When something really sad will happen and then something funny will happen after that to make sure you don't sit in that place. You know what I mean? Right. Um, which, uh, spoilers for a, a 30 year old movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, spoil, uh, the brain kid who gets his first F was going to commit suicide and they talk about it and then they're like yeah and then they mentioned that it was a flare gun <laughs> he was going to shoot himself <laughs> with a flare gun it was hilarious and it went off and in everyone, yes and that's how he got discovered and in trouble <laughs> for bringing a gun to school which is hilarious because um bringing a gun to school how quickly would that get you fucking expelled no matter what kind of gun it is plastic gun yeah. i mean it's it, you know times change and that's the way it all goes yeah. but it gave me this idea for something that's never going to happen but I'll pitch it here. All right. Um, because uh, uh, maybe maybe it'll get done, and then we can look back to the timestamp here, and then I can sue them for copyright infringement on someone else's copyright stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think they need to remake all these movies. They will. I mean, probably in the next ten years. I mean, yeah, basically. How does that make you feel, though? Kind of depends on how it's done. I'm glad you're keeping an open mind about it it's because I can tell you how it's going to be done and that it would be good. Okay. John Hughes is the director, correct? Writer and director, I believe, yeah. Um, yeah, that too. I want I want Netflix to make a 10-part miniseries or an 8-part miniseries. And each one of these episodes is a remake. But it's all set in a John Hughes extended universe. Where they all attend Ridgemont High School. All these characters. Right? Okay. Um, one girl, very quiet, but she has a crush on the athlete, um, is s- ignored by her parents um, quite a bit. And <laughs> she uh, she's a- ignored by her parents so much that they forget her birthday. Yeah. Um... She's best friends with a girl who uh, wants to uh, be popular and starts having sex to to get popular um, with other dorkish punk characters. <laughs> she finds this out when she pukes after a field trip to the morgue for fun. That was in biology class to see some dead bodies. <laughs> um, this is, This sounds like Ridgemont High. Right, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Is that's, yeah, yeah. that's where I'm going here. It's kind of a stretch because I know Ridgemont High is not a John Hughes movie. Um, I don't think. No. But to grab the '80s well, movies, at least th- this is a very yeah. rough pitch. I didn't write this down word for word, but I'm getting there um, to where it's really cool. They're driving by on the school bus. They see a guy who looks a lot like um, that morning in biology class. Are yeah. you looking to see Fast Ma- Fast Times? Okay, yeah, it's yeah. It's John not. Hughes is nowhere near it. Okay, cool. We'll still use '80s movies. We'll use a bunch of '80s movies, um, for this series that we're never gonna make. Yeah. So they're in the school bus on the way to the morgue. Okay. 
right? Which is um, she finds out she's pregnant from having all this I need to be popular sex, yes. which is part of the you know storyline at Fast Times at Ridgemont High. They're in the school bus on the way to the mark, and they see um, they're outside of the window this red for this uh, red Cadillac drive by. Okay. Um, might or might not be the student who skipped class, that biology class <laughs> that they were just calling for. Yeah. Main, his name might be Ferris Bueller. <laughs> right? That was a red Ferrari. Red Ferrari. I wanted to say Ferrari. I wasn't sure. Yeah. I wanted to say Ferrari. That was a very, very limited But this is all Ferrari. extended universe, right? Less so, than 200 made. It's like this yeah. amazing car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they fucking destroy it. They really do. So he gets caught for... Um, Ferris Bueller gets uh, uh, caught and sent to <coughs> Saturday detention. Um, the girl um, ends up fighting. The girl who's ignored by her parents uh, ends up fighting with uh, another popular girl uh, and gets sent to detention. Um, the athlete bullies one of his friends and gets uh, sent due to detention. And the series finale culminates in Breakfast Club. With all these characters who were in their own stories, making friends no, no. at the end of the series, this no. is a very, 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 very rough pitch. But tell me if this doesn't even slightly excite you—the idea of turning all I, this. It does. Yeah, it does excite me. Mm-hmm. I, I would kind of add, I would kind of change some things around. And I haven't seen Pretty in Pink. I don't know how so I put that in. I don't know anything about I it. I would, if if Netflix were to do say a ten-part arc. Uh-huh. show uh-huh. called Shermer, Illinois. Okay. Because that is where all of the location place. where a lot of this, a lot of those movies take place. Okay. Like they go to high school in Shermer, Illinois. I was going to say, Illinois. yeah, I remember that that's where they went in yeah. Breakfast Club. Yeah. Yeah. That's also where they were at Pretty in Pink and uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Mm-hmm. Sixteen Candles probably too. Probably as well, yeah. Okay, cool. So... Have all these things going on, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but as they pass the guy in the red Ferrari, everybody's looking at him going, isn't that that sick kid? That kid Cameron? I thought he was about to die. He was yeah. so sick. Yeah, 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 yeah. And all this. And he's just wearing the sunglasses, driving around, being like, hey, what's up? And everything. Yeah, right. Then it, this is where we find out that Ferris Bueller's Day Off was all a fever dream hallucination by Cameron Fry. Ooh. The kid, the guy that's sick, and Ferris keeps bothering him, and is like, "You're come on, let's go out, let's go out, let's go out," and convinces him to take his dad's Ferrari and everything. Wonderful, because there has been this long time fan theory online that uh-huh. Ferris Bueller is all a fever dream of Cameron Fry, <laughs> because he's meek and mild and would never dream of doing any of this stuff, and as he's slowly heating to death as a in in bed, mm-hmm. he's imagining Ferris doing all these things and taking him along with him. Yeah. So it would be really funny if that theory was confirmed and this tall kid driving around in a Ferrari and they're like, whoa, where did that sick kid get a Ferrari? It's so funny. And then they, like, later, at the very end of the series, they see the Ferrari is just trashed, mm-hmm. but he's behind the wheel, and it's found out later that he uh he he was like extremely ill and he should not have been out of bed but he wanted his last hurrah before he shuffled off this mortal coil and ended up dying behind the wheel <laughs> 
We'll write it together. All right, cool. We're going to write this series together. Oh. I'm going to cut this all out of the episode now. Copyright. Can know segment Incorporated. Our, yeah, copyright and segment in, incorporated. Copyright, 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 universal. <laughs> Whoever distributed those Give movies. us money, we'll do it. <laughs> we'll never let us do this. Um, so, anyways, that's all I w- watched. I didn't really watch any new TV shows since the Mayans MC. Okay. Um, just because I just watched more movies than that. We just ended up watching movies. And then, man... My anticipation for Smash Bros. all week was just holding me um, with bated breath. I'm, su- I'm surprised I survived for Survive the Week waiting yeah. for Smash Bros. and how excited I was for it. Smash Bros. Came out yesterday? The Bros. Actually, it came out at 10 p.m. Thursday night. Yeah. Started it, started playing the crap out of it. I don't think I've even unlocked half the characters yet. I mean, there's a lot of ways to do it, and I've been shuffling between all three of them yeah. to, to do it. World of Light, like I said, kind of bored me. Um, so I've just been doing a lot of verses, but unlocking characters. I have most of the new characters, so, you know, it's really fun and really nostalgic to play characters like King K. Rule from Donkey Kong Country um, and, and to play as those guys. Uh, really fun to play as old characters I haven't played for well over a decade. Young yeah. Link, who was OP, and just to hop back in and, and play him is like the funnest part. Did you get my text with the best fighter? Yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Which I is did. me. I created myself as a me fighter. M-I-I. Me That's fighter. Little avatar character you can make to the Nintendo um, um, social network. Yeah. And then you I fight as him. I miss the me plaza. Um, and then it was you can, fun. Yeah, right? You can also, uh, as a sword fighter, you can like the three fighter. The three fighters you can pick are like a brawler who's all you know fist fighting, yeah. um, a swordsman or a gunner. And I picked a swordsman, and I'm going through like you know, there's like a pirate swordsman style. There's just like a normal swordsman style, and then there was like a futuristic with a lightsaber. I was like, hello, nice. And I sometimes <coughs> they drop the lightsaber item onto the field, and I have two lightsabers. Nice. And I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. two off. Yeah, basically, I look so cool. Um, nice, but those those guys are actually overpowered, quite OP. Really? Yeah, I think because uh, they were like, well, if they they would never get used if they didn't. I don't think they're barely balanced into the game. So whenever I I think I'm about to fight a new challenger, because um, that's how you earn new characters, they'll show up as a rando, and then if you fight them, they yeah. join your roster and you can play them. Um, I choose my me because <laughs> right. I know I'm gonna win, and those challenger fights are hard. I've been losing a lot of them, but I can go back and fight them again, so that's all that matters. Um, And then I played Far Cry 5 with Joe. Joe and I, um, I think I'm kind of a little clairvoyant because I was like, yo, let's beat this game this year maybe. (laughs) (laughs) And... Uh, it only came out in April, um, and we've been trying to beat it. So we we put in a solid like four or five hours um, Tuesday, I think, and or Wednesday, one of the two days. I was really happy with that. Nice. Far Cry Five is a really fun game. It's one of the only games where you can go in and hallucinate um, a badger who suddenly turns into a cougar and pounces on you, and you're fighting it off, and your friend's trying to kick it off of you, and you can get sprayed in the face by a skunk and uh, uh, have a friend go, okay, let me blow it up, and then do it with a rocket launcher. <laughs> and um, It's just Far Cry is a very weird but very totally okay game that's in first person, so you'll never play it. Right. It sounds weird. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've been hearing all of the fallout from fallout 76 all week oh yeah that too yep yep yeah. yep, yep 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 i don't know if i even want to address that because none of us really play far cry or er, fallout. fallout yeah that's fair um, let's not even yeah i was gonna say yep uh bethesda games 
It's not EA. Why do you bring up EA every time someone because fucks fuck up? Because fuck EA games. That's why. I saw the funniest. Uh, um, um, so there's a new movie on. I haven't gotten to watch it yet, but it's an, a new Coen Brothers movie called The Ballad of Buster Scrubs. Yeah, I saw I that. Really, I, was, uh, I really want to watch it. Yeah. I kind of want to watch that. Yeah. Um, And it's got. What's it? Oh, man. It's got James Franco in it. And he's on. He's like getting hung with another guy. And someone photoshopped it to where it's like uh, where he's like looking over and he's like and he's uh james franco character says something along the lines of um oh so you're here too huh and then that person took the one guy that was hanging next to him and made duplicates and it's got um it's james franco someone photoshopped it so it's james franco is ea and the other one is like blizzard bethesda (laughs) (laughs) like all these companies that have been fucking up yeah and he's like oh so you're here too now huh (laughs) it's all these companies that have just been like yeah, man. Um, Fallout seventy six is a gigantic trash fire. Right, that's getting worse and worse and more and more out of control. So, yeah. um, if that game doesn't go free to play tomorrow, they're uh, with full refunds issued. They're gonna have problems. Right, but I digress. Um, that's enough for the video Sorry. games for uh, uh, for this episode. Just because we kind of started with video games, I know not everyone that listens to smashy. the video games, but you should be expecting of this. Yes, um, when you listen to our show, anyway. Back to smashy, the TV smashy. stuff. Back to TV. In the news, because it's time for speculations. Okay. I have, I'm going to let you read the top top one right there while I hawk a loogie, because okay. we're still both kind of got All the right. crud. Let's see what we got going on here. Ooh. <laughs> I didn't hawk it, I swallowed it. Daredevil on Netflix. Daredevil. Canceled. 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 I, I Done. It, it Dunzo. Was, yeah, I heard it was um still one of their most viewed shows. Yeah. At the top of the ratings, Disney has something to do with this. I'm sure. Hands down. Hands down. I'm sure. Um, I think they're making s- another season of Jessica Jones currently, and that's why she hasn't been canceled yet. Lots of memes joking about that, too. <laughs> uh, I got a feeling that they uh, that they went hard and strong <laughs> in the uh, MU, not MCU, but the MU. They started off real deep and hard and strong and everything, and then they were like, oh, well, it's TV. We can just rattle it out. And then Luke Cage and uh, Iron Fist kind of really dropped the ball. They really did. So at that, I think the plan for the Marvel shows was to start them off real big and bad and strong and then phone it in. Oh, the Punisher. They're making a second season of the Punisher right now, too. Okay. But then but after after they really set everything up, they were just gonna phone it in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they would be able to keep their viewers and everything because based off of the strength of that first or second season yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And they didn't do that with Iron Fist. Nope. Or Luke Cage. They just went straight to phoning it in, it seems like. And it's funny because, I mean, you know, uh, Luke Cage didn't get as much reception ultimately as it should have. Uh, the first season was very, it was like, it was just good. Like, just good. Right. And then the, f- the first season of Iron Fist was actually pretty bad. And then they reversed those places where w- they made improvements on Iron Fist, but, um, and Luke Cage just got abysmally worse. Um... And then both of these shows just couldn't hold their own. Jessica Jones season two, which I haven't watched yet. I want to. Um, still not there. And then actually recently this third season of, of Daredevil uh, cr- critically received astonishingly well. 
better than season two, and season two was still also very, very good. Yeah. Being with its inclusion of The Punisher. Did you end up watching The Punisher? Not yet. Its own show? That was, oh man. I think Punisher is, for me, like, if you were to rank all the shows, I would say Punisher is better than Jessica Jones. Okay. In terms of, you know, uh, uh, I mean, it's brutal. It's its own thing on its own page, but um, I wonder if, since the Marvel Cinematic Universe is, I don't want to say it's coming to an end, but they're resetting. Um, where Endgame, they're going to beat Thanos. Like, we know, like, the good guys are going to win. This is all going to happen. However, they're going to reset the universe after this to get the X-Men involved. But also, there's rumor that um, there's an Eternals movie in the works, which would have been a great prequel for Thanos. But if we yeah. want to see more Thanos, they'll work him in there anyway. Right. Makes me wonder. Yeah. Makes me wonder if they're going to pull Daredevil in because the, the MCU, uh, Marvel, and I don't know if it was Netflix, maybe Netflix didn't say anything about it, but Marvel certainly said, this is not the last you're seeing of these guys. Yeah. This Daredevil, this is not the last you're seeing of these people. So it would be so cool to for them to also get like the cinematic treatment. Yeah. In a way, like even if it was just the Defenders movie, because all these all these characters are just still so strong. Yeah. So entertaining. Um, and are still worth a lot of money when yeah, done absolutely. right. Yeah. So long as you keep Jennifer Garner away the fuck from it. Jesus Christ. Basically. Right. Basically. Long yeah. story short. Well, Defenders mm. wasn't any good either. And no. that capitalized on well, I think show. they I think they went too big too fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think they should have I mean I think Daredevil should have been five seasons deep before we saw any hint of a Jessica Jones show, mm-hmm. a Luke Cage show, an Iron Fist show, or a Defender show. Also true. I think these characters, or a Punisher. I mean, we had Iron Man 2 before we even had um, the, the the rest of the, the characters. Right. Hypothetically. Barely the rest of the characters before they're even slightly involved in yeah. the Avengers. <coughs> yeah. But, you know. I mean... They should have taken their time, really established Daredevil, mm-hmm. and slowly trickled these characters in over time, and then based on their reception on Daredevil, then maybe greenlight their own show. Sure. But I think they, they were just like, you know what, Daredevil was awesome, Daredevil's doing so great, let's go ahead with Jessica Jones. Oh, wow, Jessica Jones did great too. Okay, so let's go ahead with... Luke Cage, let's go ahead with Iron Fist, let's go ahead with Punisher, let's go ahead with some yeah. other New York. Also, we're gonna group. make we're gonna make the second seasons as soon as we're finished. Yeah. With the first seasons. No matter how well they're critically received. We're not even gonna have time to to to, to write seasons that adapt off the first one, um, with and the feedback of the first one. We're just gonna start writing it. Right. That's just So They went too fast. Yes. Too, too fast, fast, too hard. And True. really should have taken their time. And here we are. Looking forward to see what Marvel does with the rest of it, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm looking forward to season three of Daredevil. Uh, yeah, I'm still going to watch it, too. Um, no, <laughs> there is no kingpin that is not Vincent D'Onofrio. 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 D'On? D'On. D'Onofrio. God, I love that guy. He's awesome. He's too cool. Uh, <laughs> he was the, did you? He was the bug in Men in Black. He was awesome. Is that... What? You didn't realize that? I never. Egger no the bag. That was Vincent D'Onofrio. No yes. way. I'm looking this up <laughs> right now. We're going to do this together. Um, Sugar. And it's funny that you say that, and we'll just do this while we're here because I have this up. I'm excellent at segues. 
You are. You're very good at uh, segues. Um, Pretty Vincent de, um, Men in Black. Because, by golly, did he put on some weight. <laughs> that's not... That's no. Yep, that's him. That's not him. That's him. I don't believe you. That's him. Okay, so he just put on some weight before he got to... <coughs> before he got to... Um, oh, he he's one of those that can fluctuate as needed. You can tell because he, he me, can get heavier, he can beefy. get lighter. Yeah, to he, me, he's just more beefy. He was also <sighs> Private Gomer Pyle in Full Metal Jacket. I mean, I know that too. Yeah, I mean, he's in a lot of he's things. he's in a lot of things. He's, he's very been, oh, he was very in Cell too. Thing. That was my favorite one that he ended up. Yeah, um, I forgot that he played the, the Thor mechanic thing. in Adventures in Babysitting. Mm-hmm. Oh, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's Jeez. awesome. Um, I man, I th- I feel like Kingpin is his definitive role, though. Oh, absolutely. Um, because oh yeah, boy, have I ever cared about a villain like I've cared about Kingpin. Yeah, that stuff's too good. Um, Chris Hemsworth has been teasing this for a while, but they've been making a new Men in Black. Yeah. Behind the scenes, it has now gotten a title. It's called Men in Black International. He's been making it with Tessa Thompson. Okay. Which is funny because the last time he's been posting behind the scenes pictures of Men in Black before it got it, its official title. This is the first still yeah. um, of them just pointing guns at obviously an alien. You can see the black car in the background. That has something to do with it, too. I find it funny that they don't have ties either. So yeah. um, they're going business casual with the looks. But um, every time he posts a, like, a behind the scenes thing, he puts hashtag Revengers are back. <laughs> from because it's Thor and Valkyrie actually yeah. too. They just happen to be cast in this movie together. Yeah. And are awesome together. Um how do you feel about this? Um it cannot possibly be worse than Men in Black 3, so I'm looking forward to it. Same. Same. You know, if they boot it the right way. Now what makes me a little sad is that um initially they were talking about doing a Men in Black 21 Jump Street crossover. That sounds like a horrible idea that I would not be on board with. Right? Yeah. But did you see 21 and 22 Jump Street? I did. Okay. Did you like 21 Jump Street? I did. Okay, cool. I really liked 21 Jump Street. 22 Jump Street was... Okay. Yeah. It was... Yeah. 22 was... was All the funny parts were in the previews. Pretty much. You know? Yeah. But, yeah, no. 21. Top notch. Top notch stuff. Uh, Apparently, they're remaking 21 Jump Street. Again. Again. Uh, but if I'm... What is this? No, 21 Jump Street remake. But it's like... Now, where's the news? Um, Yeah, Tiffany Haddish and Aquafina eyed for female-led 21 Jump Street. Who's Aquafina? I'm going to show you. Did you did you ever see Ocean's Eight? Briefly. Here's the deal: she's a rapper and comedian personality. She's Asian. Um, she's at, her stuff's actually really funny because her her rapping is also not. I don't want to say it's not serious, but it's uh, it leans in a comedic point of view. Okay. With the way she raps. She was in that crazy Rich Asians movie. I want to see it. Um, but, yeah, she raps, but she's also acting now. Um, she has, a like, she had a dorky look to begin with. It looks like she's getting more serious. I don't, I don't know. I just don't know. 
artsy rapper. Okay. Which I don't entirely get. Um, there's her character. Yeah. So she does comedy too. All right. Comedy rapping Fair personality. Enough. She's all over the place, kind of like we are. Okay. Um, as a personality, they might have multiple talents. Yeah. So, anyways, long story short, um, why I don't this Men in Black I can understand. Men in Black needs a reboot. Um, yeah. it's based on a comic, right? Yeah. That I'm sure there's plenty of of material there, and if they can give us good stuff. I like to try and trust them that we need these things when they want to yeah. give them to us. You know what I mean? Yeah. So all I can do is be positive. Right. I don't know about you. I'm not no, no, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I like I like the Men in Black premise. I like the Men in Black world. Um, it started getting a little hokey and uh, weird in the sequel in Men in Black 2. I still enjoyed Men in Black 2. Mm-hmm. But that seemed more of... A hey, let's get more of Will Smith in the black suit than it did a Men in Black movie, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and let's let Will Smith go crazy on it. Exactly. So, and Men and in Black boy. Three kind of carried <laughs> that forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I'm looking forward to a reboot, especially since it's going to be going to other agents. No, I think it'd be funny if uh, Will Smith was in there as kind of a Zed. Yes. Almost. Yes. Which I'm sure they will. But, uh, yeah, I I enjoyed Men in Black as a premise and everything, and it went Same. downhill as it was going. So a reboot would probably be right in my wheelhouse. Fun story. Um, I lived in right. uh, California for a small spell, child acting. Okay. And I remember just hanging out, and I heard some. I, I I lived on the middle floor apartment, and I remember thinking, "Wow, I think I hear like something happening on the, on the patio down below." And I went and I looked out the window, and I saw half of a body in a trash bag, half of a torso, <laughs> headless oh. um, torso. And I remember screaming and jumping away from the window, and then looking back out, and then seeing a a guy take a spray paint brush and start spraying it, the torso. Okay. Guy was actually like an FX artist. Okay. Working on a horror film. Okay. And I went down and I uh, grabbed my dog and I was like, I'm going to walk my dog and ride my skateboard and ask that guy, what's up? And I went down downstairs. And I was like, what's going on? He's like, oh, no, I just, I do this stuff. Like, I've, you know, I've made a lot of things. Um, I made some of the aliens in Men in Black. Oh, nice. I lived above a guy who made some of the aliens in Men in Black. Awesome. I'll invite him on the show. Cool. Um, as soon as I remember who that guy was that I met 14 years ago. Now, <laughs> this article is very important <laughs> to me. Ron okay. Burgundy is getting a podcast. I made you watch Weatherman 2. Not Weatherman, Anchorman 2. Anchorman 2, yes. And it was worth, right? I barely remember most of it. That's okay. But you do remember the cameo scene. Yes. That's all that matters. Okay. <laughs> um, I just... I'm so in love with the idea of this. iHeartRadio is letting Will Ferrell do a podcast as the Ron Burgundy character from Anchorman. It says, "Listen, th- this promotional image, if you're not watching the video, says, listen to this or I'll sue you. <laughs> Typical. And then, um, uh, and then there's a press release 
that was initiated. To be honest, we don't want to do this podcast, and we just want to get this announcement over with as soon as possible, said Conal Byrne, president of the iHeart Podcast Network. Ron quite literally forced us into making this podcast <laughs> with him, first calling us more than 100 times in a single day and then proceeding to actually show up at our doorstep and physically force himself into our studios. We do hope the podcast is well-received, but in the meantime, we hope that by agreeing to do the announcement, he will stay away. <laughs> Burgundy replies, by the way, if iHeartRadio says that I harassed them into making a podcast, it's a it's a lie, a bold-faced lie. Did I call them 100 times in a day? Yes, but that's called <laughs> persistence. I have filed a suit against iHeartRadio for these salacious claims. <laughs> I will be representing myself legally since I currently do not have enough money to hire an attorney. Oh, my God. It's so, so funny. Oh, yes. <laughs> Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Listen, I don't know what a podcast is, but I currently have a lot of time on my hands and a lot to talk about. <laughs> I am also broke. Therefore, I am excited to do this podcast. It is literally saving nice. my life. <laughs> so it's going to be two 12-episode seasons. Yeah. All right. I'm so ready for this. I'm, I'm pretty... I'm so ready. I'm pretty amped. Thanks to IGN for reporting. Now, I... Uh, <laughs> I'm oh so ready gosh. for this podcast. I'm so ready. I'm ready. I just want more Will Ferrell in my life. <laughs> There's a reason I'm going to see Sherlock and Holmes. Nice. This month. Even though I'm sure it's garbage. Watching it. We were. I was talking about like the minor, minorly offensive things in, in you know, like in Daddy's Home Two. A uh, little girl says, "I want to go turkey hunting," and Mel Gibson leans down. And he goes, uh, uh, "No, sweetie, the men hunt and the women stay at home and cook and clean." And Linda Carter now leans out from behind him. She's like, "Excuse me." Cut to like them letting the little girl hunt after going through like ten minutes <laughs> of guns are bad. Right. <laughs> nice. Um. Uh, but the the whole like it's it's weird that they would do this and they would they would have this but also like i'm watching the preview for sherlock and holmes and one of the jokes that john like john c Riley is playing uh uh, uh watson right and he's a doctor and they're like the they're talking to two women and one of the women's like i'm a doctor and they both laugh yeah <laughs> they're like sure don't worry he's a real doctor yeah <laughs> and i'm just kind of like okay yes capitalize on um, I know you guys think it's funny, but <laughs> well, I think that that joke is more of a statement of the jackassery. Yes, yes, of men yes, and professions. Is. It really is, and just the way it back in the day was just yeah, it's ridiculous. Especially because we know how smart women are. Yeah, they're smarter than us. Yeah, we're just. I'm saying it right here, um, gentlemen. I mean, are there women that are that are not that smart? Definitely. Oh, absolutely. Um, are do they all have something to offer that we don't? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, in the brain department, yeah. not sexually. Um, well, but that too. I mean that too, hypothetically. But that's just because men are just uh, one-sided, two-dimensional pieces of shit. Now, that's why they're making a superhero. He's on the outside. <laughs> Sorry. That's why they're making a, a superhero movie with a female-led hero. Yeah, called Captain Marvel. Yeah. The rest Marvel, of this is, you're welcome is, for is, uh, Wonder Woman showing that it could be done. Yeah, jeez, right. <laughs> just more typical DC doing it first. Yep. But um, yeah, DC's Captain gonna do it first. And Marvel's gonna do it better. He, <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Long story short. Damn it. Um, <sighs> I don't know. As as cool as it is to see this whole Captain Marvel thing, um, and the second trailer released, and and you know the whole thing, like I'm not gonna fight your war. I'm gonna end it. Yeah. Captain Marvel is powerful as shit. Oh yeah, yeah. And Captain Marvel is not to be fucked with. No. Captain Marvel is a woman. 
yeah. Captain Marvel is going to like. I don't know if she has a capability to spank Thanos, but I know she could have been Thanos. <laughs> oh yeah. If she wanted to do the Infinity Gauntlet, yeah. she would have. Mm-hmm. Well, she she's could one of the she's, she's a good guy. So she's one of those beings that could actually handle it. Mm-hmm. So there's not a lot of. There's not a lot of beings in the realms that could handle the power of possessing all mm-hmm. the infinity stones. Exactly. And in fact, that's why Thanos went to the Peter Dinklage space dwarf yep. to make a gauntlet that could channel it so he could handle it. Yep. Because Thanos is a powerful being he really as well. Is, yes. He's like he's like just shy of a celestial. Yeah. I mean, he did beat the ever living crap out of the Hulk. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, well, without the, the without the gauntlet. Yeah. The argument is that he could beat the shit out of uh out of ego mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. the gauntlet. That too. Like in a one on one fight he would just decimate ego. The, the planet. living planet. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's too cool. It's too good. I just, Captain so. Marvel, this movie, and it's set in the 90s, and I'm excited that the secondary character is Samuel L. Jackson, because he deserves it. Yes. I just wonder. Um, he deserves to have both eyes in a Marvel movie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the popular theory that Gary the Cat is going to take out the eye. Yes. Is also the funniest part. Um, it just goes hand in hand with, I mean, this movie's coming out in February or March, uh, and then Avengers, now titled Avengers Endgame. Yep got bumped up a week. So it's coming out April 28th. Neat. Captain Marvel releases in March, I do believe. Neat. I'm just going to double check this. Uh, the Captain Marvel release Captain Marvel release date is... Is it here? No. You took it away. Oh, there it is. Here we go. Captain Marvel release date. I'm faster. Don't try. You are. (laughs) March 8th. Yes. So, I mean, geez, this is like these movies it are came up as you back. said it. So I guess we're equal speed. These movies are coming out back to back. Yeah, they are. And I am so, so ready. It's going to end. It's all coming. It's, you know, it's and all then we'll get far from home. Not too, too long after that. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's I mean, spring is the season of Marvel. That's just yeah. how it's been. Always true. So winter is the season of D.C. Yeah. Um, we got the new trailer too. Now, in a um movie companion book, okay, it was revealed that the snap has been given a name. It's called yeah. the decimation. The snap was called the decimation, and the Avengers have hidden it from the world. Really, that this has happened? Yes, because it wouldn't help anyone to know what actually happened. Why half the population was dusted? Into nothingness. Well, then how are they going to explain the increase in sales and shop vacs? <laughs> they don't need to. But Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That was a really good one. But, um, and I mean, obviously we're talking about the snap and the dusting and half the population wiped. Um, Thanos won. It's Disney doesn't care if you know now what happened in Infinity War. So if you haven't seen it. Well, I mean, the sequel's coming. So if you haven't seen it, you don't. Yeah, care. You don't basically. give a fuck. Um, but yeah, Thanos just wins big time in Infinity War. And now these these characters are like, you know, um, Tony's dying. <laughs> He's stranded. I'm sure Captain Marvel's going to find him and bring him home. 
and he's going to have to come face to face with Steve for the first time since Civil War, which oh, is yeah. really interesting. And it, it's going to culminate with Iron Man and Captain America both fighting Thanos. I mean, you know, this is going to culminate with all these heroes beating the absolute crap out of Thanos, potentially. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know that there could be a new bad guy. Would Thanos try to fight them? What happens in the comics? Do they go to find him on his planet and go reverse it? Or, like, how does it end? Because Thanos won. Right. How do you go back and fight a guy who won again? Is he going to try and stop them from reversing it? in the comics, he, uh, in the comics, his motivations are different than the cinematic universe. Like, the whole reason he did all of that was to impress death because he's in love with death, the, the maiden that comes to claim souls when life passes on. So he's in love with death, and she has essentially friend-zoned him. And so he's like, look, I did all this for you. And she's like, oh, wow, great. That's re- Thanks, you're really sweet. So tell me about Deadpool. Yep. Because she's into Deadpool because right. he can't die. Yep. So um, <laughs> this just cracks me up. Do you even Deadpool know what, hap- but what happens but in anyway, know, so the Infinity Gauntlet timeline? The Infinity Gauntlet timeline is that they go for a last-ditch effort to take down Thanos and claim the Infinity Gauntlet. Because if if somebody else holds the Infinity Gauntlet, they can reverse everything he did. Yes. Between the Reality Stone, the Soul Stone, and the Time Stone, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they can just reverse right back to that point in time and shift reality to where he doesn't even have it. It's true. So at that point, it will never even happen. So that's, there's like six people on the team that go after Thanos. One of them is Adam Warlock. Another one is a Silver Surfer. Another one is... Uh, Scarlet shit. Witch. Scarlet Witch, yeah. I, I can't remember everybody else. Uh, but, but now it's going to be the original Avengers. Right. But I think they're going to throw Adam Warlock in there too. No. No? No. Adam Warlock, no. They teased I, they, him at the end of uh, Volume 2, Guardians of the Galaxy. They did, but they were intending on in, like introducing him in Galaxy 3. Like, I know you're like really dead set on Adam Warlock. He's just not. It's too soon. Is Adam Warlock issue. is kind of the key to the Infinity Gauntlet being taken from Thanos. Right. Because it's a contest between them, and he keeps proving he's better than Thanos. Right. And so Thanos goes... He's like, oh, you think you're better than me? I'll show you. And goes to raise his hand and Silver Surfer comes in and snakes the gauntlet right Right. off his hand. I remember that. I remember that. But none of these characters exist. It has to be a new thing, a new way, a new, you know what I mean? Right. And they're talking about in in the trailer, Captain America, you know, they're talking about like, man, I hope this works. And he says, because I don't, I don't, I can't think of a reality where if it doesn't work that I care, you know what I mean? Like that that will exist. I think he'll sacrifice, ultimately... Like they'll get the the gauntlet off of Thanos and get it back, but that Captain America will sacrifice himself right. if he has to, and it's going to show Iron Man, you know, the difference yeah. in how things work. You know what I mean? I don't. Adam Warlock just is too. It would be too much to introduce a character like Adam Warlock right now if they want to. Um, I don't even think they're going to do Guardians Volume Three anymore. I just don't think they're going to. 
Um, if they do, it'll be it'll be a jump. I think it's just the whole fiasco has left a sour taste in everyone's mouth. I feel like the actors, the you know, um, um, Marvel, Disney, the fans that they won't do it immediately. That they if they do anything, but Adam Warlock would end up being like a eventual good guy in in Volume Three, but probably start as a bad guy first. Well, the other possibility is that they work Adam Warlock into Captain Marvel. That's an idea. She's because she, it, it would make sense for her to know of Adam Warlock. Oh, bro. Captain Marvel is going to be the Adam Warlock. Oh, there you go. That would work. That, <laughs> right? that would exactly. totally work. No, that's what's going to happen, hands down. She's going to show up. She's going to be their secret weapon. Yeah. She's going to show up. She's going to get in front of Thanos and battle Thanos, and he's going to be like, and then somebody's going to come in and snake the gauntlet off his hand Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. while he is distracted by a Captain Marvel. And then he's going to punch Captain America's head so hard it decapitates him. Right. (laughs) Because when you think about it, Thanos, uh, they did not have like an, wait, no. No, they did have a one-on-one in Infinity War. Yeah, in Wakanda, right? Yep, in Wakanda, yep, because there was a whole shot of him holding the gauntlet and yeah hold it back man thor looked defeated as shit <laughs> in that yeah. trailer too he's just wearing his hoodie he's like just moody as shit he's like <laughs> oh my stormbreaker back yeah right he's like i fucked up yeah. should have went for the head <laughs> it's it's so funny i wonder if like, he pulls a sliver out of his handle when we get a new baby groot that would be hilarious too no they'll reverse the snap i know we'll gonna reverse um, the snap. because they did confirm that that conversation between gamora and thanos after the decimation snap that gamora um as a little girl is like talking to thanos and she's like was it worth it and he goes yes yeah everything was orange tinted mm-hmm. that was inside of the soul stone yeah so everyone else is in the soul stone yeah easy enough to say yeah um, and that's how we get everyone back. They wouldn't be making Spider-Man Far From Home if they didn't get these people back. They wouldn't right. be, have just confirmed Black Panther 2 good, getting Stark. more. That was so amazing. Just the the Spider-Man arc that they wrote for yeah. all of this culminating in Avengers. So top-notch. Yeah. Because, man, how do you make a defeated Iron Man? How do you take everything away from this 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 character who yeah. just cannot be whittled down? Right. Holy moly. Especially with Avengers 2 kind of you know being the culmination of him being an arrogant yeah, person. There's, o- there's only <laughs> one statement that evokes the same emotion as "I don't feel good, Mr. Stark," <laughs> and that's Edward. Play with me. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> too soon. Full Metal Alchemist. Always too ladies soon, and gentlemen. Always too uh, soon. Wow. I think that, um, man, I just both those statements just send the same feeling rippling through my soul. Yeah. yeah. I hope Endgame is a lot less of an Avengers. 3.5 and a lot more of an Avengers 4. That's all I'm saying. Because it is hypothetically part 2. And it is, I, I trust in them to, to have it stand as its own movie. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, I just really hope that, I don't know, there's also a reason they saved certain characters. Like Ant-Man, who's coming out of uh, um, the quantum realm somehow. He probably took a time vortex like the, the wasp, the old wasp told him not to. Right. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer's uh, character told him not to. It would be interesting for him to go through time and kind of like see things because there was also the the report that a set had been rebuilt from Captain America and that at some point you can see Captain America wearing the Winter Soldier outfit. It yeah. makes me wonder if Ant-Man is going to go through time and see things on his way through time. Could be. 
But I think there will be some, I mean, obviously, if we're going to reset things, there's going to be play with the gauntlet and the time. Maybe, you know, some time travel would be really dope. What did you think of... Um, I don't think we're going to get time travel until we get the time stone back. Also true. So, Clint Barton. Yes. Now Ronan. Hawkeye. Now Ronan. Now Ronan. Holy moly, does he look like a badass. Yes, he does. Like a straight badass. He looks like a pained badass. I bet his family got decimated in the decimation. Well, yeah, the Born Legacy took an effect on us all, man. Oh, God. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I was th- as I was watching the trailer, I was just kind of like, you know what actually would have, like, totally capital- capitalized on the decimation was for their, to- if they made, like, a post credit scene of also... Um, of of Clint just like hanging out with his family, and then like, <sighs> yep, like they all like they're having a picnic, and then his family just disintegrates around him. Yeah. That would have been heartbreaking to not see him the whole movie, see him happy. Where is Hawkeye? Oh, he's with his family. Obviously, he's staying out of it, just like you know, yeah. uh, Bruce and and Captain said. And nope, <laughs> decimated. How do you send a character? I'm sure they're gonna show us an end game. Um, but holy moly, if that wasn't... Um, I don't think his whole family was taken. I think half. Yeah, maybe half of his family. Because that one member is enough to send a, fa- a, a dad into yeah. into a well, uh, Japanese he's, raged he's, he's got a wife, <laughs> personality. He's got a wife, a son, and a daughter, right? So what if it just took the girls? Two sons. One named Pietro. Peter. Was he born at that point? Barton. Yeah, he was born at the end of the movie, and they named him after Quicksilver. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But still, funny. I barely remember Age of Ultron. So funny. Was not my favorite. Um, Hulkbuster versus Hulk. When I saw it in the theater, I was asleep for that scene. Yes, Hulk versus Hulkbuster. I have it enshrined on my shirt. Nice. It is like one of my most favorite cinematic. Nice. Whereas I have the game that started the love affair. My shirt. Betty is her name. Betty. Anyways, you need to watch Betty. Age of Ultron again. This is unacceptable. I do. Unacceptable. I can't believe you. I watched it again. It was all right. But when I saw it the first time in the theater, I was very excited, and I was just kind of like, leading up to that, I was just like, it's boring. <laughs> and I ended up being asleep. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for the Excitement, Inc. podcast. I'm Daniel. I'm Rich. We used to be the Nerd Archive. So if you hear us say Nerd Archive, don't freak out. That's us. That's still us. That's just old episodes. Yes. Uh, Don't forget. That's the archive, if you will. If you want to come see us, if you want to potentially get on the show and tell us about your favorite indie game, come see us at the Indie Game Expo at Dry Dock Brewing. That is on December 15th. It starts at noon. There's going to be food trucks. There's going to be beer. Yes. There's going to be lots of video games, lots and lots of video games, and even a Smash Bros. tournament. Talk, and probably the best podcast in existence will be there. Possibly. Possibly. Referring to us. Yeah, it's us. We're We're going to be there. We are going to be there. I don't know. Eventually, we will be the best podcast in existence. Hey, yeah, eventually. One day. Yeah, one day. We will get there. We work too hard to not be. Don't exit. Hit stop. Don't exit. Don't exit. Hit stop. Thank you. I almost hit the wrong button there. I got you. Because Brian's not here. This is so much harder. It is. It's difficult, man. This is, no, it is tough. I'm going to hit the button now. All right. I just, like, I'm hesitant. You know what I mean? I feel like it's not my job. We're doing a better job staying on track, though. (laughs) Sorry, Brian. I love you. (laughs) Sorry, Brian. This is, well, I didn't Google things like crazy before I put that. 
It's true. Let's just make a whole episode. Brian, I want to test if you're listening to this. <laughs> Brian, if you're listening to this episode, he only participates here. He doesn't listen to the episodes at all. He's like, I already listened to him real time. I do it all live. Oh, he's he's going to be fiending for this episode. What they say without me. Yeah, what do they say? What do what they, they say without me? me? Here's what I'm going to say. We love you, Brian. I'm going to say, Brian is going to look so cool after he cuts his hair. So cool. He's a beautiful distraction. It's true. I'm actually going to click the button now. Uh, Spirit of Brian, click the button. Enough with the moon, man.